cheap, mm-hmm. nasty, mm-hmm. and downright boring. Out come Queensland now. Get set for the roar here. The banana vendors. I'll let you know when they come out. Bobby Linda, Willie Khan, Mark Coyne. Out they come now. Enormous build up here in the crowd. Out they come on the late park now. The beloved Queensland side. Bobby Linda leads them out. And listen to this crowd. Fireworks setting it up. Going to be plenty of fireworks in the first 15 minutes of this game. Out come the reserve bench. Gary Larson, 40 tackles a match man. New South Wales ready to come out. Laurie Daly aiming to be the first New South Wales captain to lead an origin side to a series victory. And here he comes. They've wrapped it up already, but they want three out of three in 1993. The Tui's Blues. Champions of the year. That's going to be just eroded a little bit if they don't take this one back with them to Sydney tomorrow. Great player that he is. So here's the Queensland lineup and fullback Dale Shearer on the wings. Dallas, the new face, and Willie Khan. And Minda, the captain, in the centres with Mark Coyne. Julian O'Neill, that controversial selection, in the number six jumper with Alan Langer, the pivot. Then we've got Martin Bella, Steve Wallers, and Big Hone up front. Larson, Gilmeister, and Linda. And this is a very strong side. Coached, of course, by the great man, Wally Lewis. There's the New South Wales side. Very quickly through it with the anthem coming. Rasher, Richard, Fiddler, Eddinghausen to the centres. Mackay in on the wing. Daly, Stewart, Lazarus. Elias is back. Harrigan, Sirenan, fairly in his first run on. Mackay at the back of the scrum, coached by Phil Gould. Well, welcome wherever you're watching all around Australia. Buckle up. This will be a beauty. This will be a ripper game of rugby league. Look at this crowd. They love their rugby league up here. Welcome to Not The Footy Show, episode 107. It is the Origin 1 prediction special 
I'm Warwick Nicholson and I have on the line... Queenslander Duncan. <laughs> the Queenslander. Now everybody will know that last week uh, we had the great Paul Sirian on the show and this uh, today, mate, I sent you an email. I asked, do you have any contacts for who we should get on for game number two? And uh, you had some suggestions. I rattled off a couple for you. Well, it was uh, uh, Queenslander himself, Billy Moore, uh, Greg Turtle Canescu, uh, two-game hero, Adam Mogg. <laughs> and um, I threw in another name, was it's just slipped me mind. Who was the other one I threw you? Oh, I'll have to check the email. Uh, look, everybody, what we're thinking about is, um, you know, as as, in, as impeccable as uh, Matty's uh, sources are, I don't think we want to have to sort of go down the, the follow you up with an interview, mate, because you've interviewed him already and the standards are already so high. Oh, fair enough, was. No, I'm serious. It is. It's very good. You've done a great job uh, up there with Sports Fever, and uh, we'll see what we can do. Billy Moore is the early favourite from the list you have sent me, though. Yeah, no, he's a, he tells a good story or two, uh, Billy Moore. I think Mark Muppet Murray might have been the other name. I think. Actually, yes, it was. Yes, it was. Uh, he coached Queensland a bunch of times, didn't he? Yes, he, he did, and played for Queensland uh, alongside the great Wally Lewis. Yeah, well, Wally Lewis uh, won't be turning out for Queensland on Wednesday night, but you've got about 17 other champions who will be, mate. Uh, I think we established last week that it is pretty much a foregone conclusion that the Queensland is going to win Wednesday. I don't like to get too cocky, was, but uh, yeah, it's, the team looks pretty good, doesn't it? You know, like we said in you know last week, New South Wales have picked a good team, and um, look, I'm I'm confident, but there's always a few butterflies before uh, the first game. Now, what we have to look at uh, in tonight's show, everyone, is Matty and I are going to give you our predictions for the categories that we put on our Facebook page. Uh, it'll be on W Nicholson with the game preview on Tuesday night. Now, we also had to talk about a bit of Round 11 action, and there is something that I would want to chat with you, uh, Matty, in the coming weeks, and it'll be interesting to get a Queenslander's perspective. We have spoken about how do we get people to the games? How do we help it uh, get to the levels of, let's be honest, uh, probably the Broncos in the NRL and, and just another level, uh, the stuff in Melbourne. Now, I was down in Melbourne last uh, this, this recent weekend. I attended two games of AFL at the MCG. Both attracted crowds of basically 80,000 people. Mate, I have now witnessed it firsthand for two years in a row, but the level of commitment from the Melbournians compared to what we have here in Sydney, probably to a far lesser extent, obviously, in Brisbane, you guys have really picked it up again after that lull through the Super League period. But, mate, there'll be plenty of ideas that we'll put forward in a couple of weeks speaking about how we get uh, fans at the games more often. And one of the discussions I had today in the office centred around how good our TV product is, and that's why we don't get good crowds. Is that a good enough argument, mate, Duncan? No, it absolutely doesn't. And one of the things that sort of frustrates me with that whole argument is uh, if that's our attitude towards it, we're never going to change the attitudes of, of people that might go to the football if they had the other option. Uh, as great as our team game is on TV, we've, we've got so many teams around the place that we're not asking everybody to go to three games a weekend. That's not it at all. It's just if I asked you, mate, like how many supporters you think South had, you'd think it'd be above 20,000, wouldn't you? Well, their membership says that, that, that above that. Yet, you know, like, they struggle to get that at Ains and Stadium for their home games. I'm, the point is for the, the Dragons, they've got heaps of supporters all over the shop. And they get a really good crowd. Uh, most games and away games, they have really good travelling supporters. But, you know, when we, we let's sit down and we, we look at it in a, in a fair income aspect, there is just the proportion that go to games versus the ones that actually say they support a team, it's not even close. And there have got to be things that, 
the NRL looks into. It's going to be short-term pain for long-term gain, but it's something they have to really address, regardless of whether they get a billion dollars for this TV contract. Oh, yeah, that's, you know, bums on seats is, is what it's all about, and there's nothing worse than looking at a TV game and, and seeing empty seats. It's, it's a bad look for the game, and, and you need people there. So, um, and, and it's just a different mentality from what we see in Victoria. They're, you know, mad about their, their, their code, and it's just something we've, Look, Super League didn't help. We weren't quite there, but I think we we're in the right direction. But, yeah, we did take a hit with Super League, but, yeah, it's something that the league needs to address in the coming years. And we will definitely talk about it in a couple of weeks' time, probably in between maybe Origin... or well, the next Wednesday uh, in the gap between one Origin 1 and Origin 2, or maybe after Origin 2. But we'll definitely get to some of the emails that I have received as a cracker from Matty Vickers, who's part of our Player of the Year uh, panel, which I really need to read out in there in a couple of weeks. Bureau. Bureau, Bureau. We have to get to the origin predictions. There are a whole bunch of options, but quickly, let's spring through round number 11. Friday night, the Tigers got up against the Warriors. We both picked the Warriors. How are we feeling now, mate? Yeah, no, good was. No good. <laughs> we had the game. The, the, again, going at half time, it was all the Warriors. They had all the ball. And then the second half, they had about two sets of possession out of about 15. I know, it was, uh, it was ridiculous. Like you said, half-time, thought, yeah, this one's in the bag, I'm a genius, and, uh, yeah, disappointing second half. <laughs> Very much so. Uh, look, the Warriors, uh, that is a game that might hurt them in the, in the playoff standing come the end of the year. Uh, they should have beaten the Tigers. I know Aaron Woods was unbelievable uh, up front. That kid is really impressive. He's in brought in as one of the 85, 18th men for New South Wales uh, for Wednesday night. Um Benji Marshall was very good uh, for the Warriors. Again, possession killed him that second half. But, look, I just think, you know, there's a couple of things that I saw in that, that game plan of theirs that, you know, they put the bomb up occasionally, but they didn't really take advantage of the fact that Tim Maltzen does not want to catch the ball. No, he's, he's very ordinary under the high ball, and I, I can't work out why any team, that's just not, you know, game plan number A every time, just put it high, and uh, you're going to get a, a result eventually. Absolutely. So that's uh, the Warriors... Uh, down down 24-22. I, I know I've potted them all year and, and do, <laughs> I'll miss the eight, but how many games have they won so far this year? Close games, played ordinary, but still got the two points. You know, well, there's, there's been, you know, they could have been right down the bottom of the ladder. They've, they've won a few games that they shouldn't have won, which you know could come in handy in, uh, later in the year. Well, actually, I, I'm sort of of the opposite view that they were one and five. They'd lost a whole bunch of games that maybe they shouldn't have won. Uh, or they didn't obviously win. I, I think You've got to give them credit that they've been able to turn around a one and five start to be five and five. Uh, there's, I said it a couple of weeks ago. There's an old adage from the uh, NFL coach Bill Parcells: "You are what your record says you are." So you know, at the end of the day, five and a five, they're doing very well to be in that position. I agree. They haven't played well, but I think they'll make the eight uh, simply because I think there's a few other sides that uh, might really struggle the second half of the season. Next game saw the Cowboys beat the Panthers in a high quality game, mate. Thirty points to twenty eight. Very good game was, but you know, tragic for uh, Tarek Sims. You know, just a just a freak accident. Uh, kind of reminded me about uh, one of Big Mel's broken arms when he hit the uh, the cross post. Just a just a freak accident. I, I really felt for the kid. Yeah, and uh, we actually, oh, I gave uh, Tarek a, a SMS a message on Twitter this morning. Uh, he's just at Tarek Sims. His whole name, everybody. Look, he's going to be really needing people around him to, to support him because. You know, this is the same injury he had last year. He was at the top of his game last year. He didn't reach that heights this season, uh, coming back from that broken leg. But, you know, for a young bloke to face another lost year, uh, 
compounding on the back end of Missing Origin. I just hope there's a bunch of good people. His brother's up there, uh, Ashton. Um, there's a bunch of good people at the Cowboys that can look after this kid because this is where like careers can go off track in that you just lose your motivation and you think the world's against you. Oh, absolutely. Well, there's a young kid um, that, that promised the world the Broncos many years ago, Danny Bampton, that, that had two knee rec- reconstructions. Oh, I think it was three all up, but two in consecutive years. And, and that was the end of him, which was, was sad to see because Cyril Connell rated him in, you know, this... Steve Renoff class, and, and that was the end of him. So I hope there's, there's plenty around Tarek Sims. We, you know, we've seen him with Scotty Prince too, two yeah. broken legs in, in two years. So, yeah, like you said, I hope that support network is there for him. And, uh, yeah, we tweeted him this morning, and uh, he came back with, thank you, NRL. So whether he thought we were actually the NRL giving him a, um, a, a rest up, get better kind of message, doesn't really matter. Maybe the NRL should have done it anyway. Um, but Tarek Sims might get better because we love watching him play football. And, uh, yeah, mate, whenever he comes back, Let's just hope it happens. Uh, look, and the fact that in the game, mate, the Matty Bowen was a difference. I didn't see the match, but I said that before the game. I just couldn't couldn't beat the Panthers because Matty Bowen was running out for the Cowboys. Yeah, he's, a, he's in great form, Matty Bowen, and he just took control of that game, and, and he was the difference in the end. Um, Cooper lent a, you know, lent a supporting hand in, in the forwards for the Cowboys, but uh, Matty Bowen was a difference. Young Austin for the Panthers was impressive, though. He, he had some nice touches, and... Uh, they got close, but just not close enough. Yeah, so 30 points, 28. The Cowboys get the win, and I think that puts them up to, uh, is it seven wins on the state season, mate? I think it's seven was, yep. Yep, they're into third spot, seven and four on the season, and they've got a really good differential of plus 86, which I think will come really handy for securing potentially a top four spot at the end of the season. Now, the next game saw Manly take on the Roosters at Brookie. This is the other game I didn't see. As I said, everybody, I was in Melbourne for the bulk of the weekend. Uh, Manly... What did you make of them, mate? I, I think they were, you know, obviously some key outs for them. They 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 went through the motions a bit, but they, they did what they had to do. You know, I guess it was a manly-like win even without those players. They did what they had to do. They, you know, did the little things right and, and got the two points. Yeah, uh, look, Anthony Watmo gets all the press and, of course, gets asked the questions. Did he refuse to play for New South Wales and the rest of it? Look, if that's the case, I'm disappointed. If that's what he told uh, Ricky Stewart, uh, as far as I'm concerned, there's still two games left in the series. Uh, you say, yeah, I'll do anything you like, Ricky, because you want to play in those last two games. Yeah, it seemed very odd. There's got to be more to the story, surely it was. I haven't heard anything yet, uh, so we shall see. Um, anyway, he played fantastic according to uh, the votes in our Player of the Year awards. And uh, for the Roosters, uh, you know, they were missing Mitchell Pearce and um, Sean Keen Dow's late withdrawal, but... Yeah, that's a game that, you know, they were in there to win and beat a, a side that's going to be in the finals at the end of the year. It does only leave them four points out of third, I mean, the way that the table's uh, set up. But, yeah, the Roosters, all of a sudden, they're in the bottom four. Yeah, it, uh, yeah that was very costly for the Roosters. Sorry, someone <laughs> just hit me up on the old messenger wall. Sorry, there. Oh, sorry, mate. You know, you just start telling them you're busy uh, entertaining at least four people on Not The Footy Show. Uh, the next game uh, was the one we saw uh, yesterday afternoon, Adam Reynolds' show versus the Jamie Soward show, really. And in the end, uh, mate, we both uh, picked the Rabbitohs and uh, it didn't lead until the 83rd minute. Yeah, that's uh, one of those strange games. The team never never hit the front until uh, uh, right on, obviously, full time that went into Golden Point. So South just kept coming at, uh, at the Dragons and, and Reynolds a great game and a, and a good debut from... Uh, Former Eclipse player Justin Hunt as well on the wing for the for the Bunnies. He's got a decent right foot step. 
he, he loves the step, but there's a bit of a montage floating around YouTube with his steps, so yeah, he can uh, step off that right. That's and he also knows how to dive about three metres early for the try line. Yeah, he got, got down low and go, go, go. Yeah, that was the old way of a winger to uh, score a try, hit the, hit the deck low, but uh, the new style is... Uh, is to jump high, fee fi foe style. So, but uh, in his defence, more of a fullback or a five-eight, so probably hasn't played a lot of wing. Oh, well, he did a good job, and he showed pretty good hands in the game. Look, the Bunnies—they played off the back of Isaac Luke, uh, their makeshift front row, and Sam Burgess, and, and they got the cookies. The the Dragons, mate. Like I'm a big believer that you know if you get a chance at two points, almost regardless of how the game's going, depending on obviously the score. If you've got a if you've got a six point, twelve point. Even score, uh, I reckon you should take two points. But the situation with Jamie Soward, there's about nine minutes left. He's about 40 metres out, really about 48 when you're putting the angle. And he goes for two. He's never going to kick it dead. He's got to kick the goal. What are your thoughts sitting there, mate, watching the Dragons? I mean, I know you're on the bunnies, but uh, what are you thinking? Is that the right move? Well, I was always relieved they took the shot because I thought he's no good thing to get this and this keeps South in the game. Yeah. If he misses and it, and it panned out perfectly. Yeah, it, uh, he missed, ended up missing, pulling it, I think, to the uh, right of the post, or pushing it to the right of the post, and then they went for the field goal fest. Field goal fest. Um, Bunnies, that's a good performance. You don't have Taylor, you don't have Inglis. You take the two points, but the real story here is St. George. They're now five and six in the season, and they've dropped out of the top eight. They're now two points out and differential out of the top eight, even if they win next uh, game. Mate, I think, did you have them in the top eight this, this uh, year? Oh, I potted them too, was. Yep, so did I, mate. I mean, we're going to get some eight teams wrong. I mean, uh, there's sides that have pushed up. I mean, I've been uh, pretty... I had, In my defence, the two teams that are in the top eight that I didn't have, uh, Cronulla and Brisbane, I had them in ninth and tenth. So I'm not feeling that bad about it. But, I mean, they, we all said that uh, the Dragons could probably miss. And uh, so far, they've got so many injuries up front and their back line's looking pretty impotent. Uh, I think they might really struggle. <laughs> Very good. Now, the last game of the weekend, uh, we just watched here on Monday Night uh, Football. The Sharkies, that is a pretty average display against a Bulldog side that played well, but really it's uh, a bit of Ben Barber, Josh Reynolds magic that uh, gave them their lead, and then the Sharkies never looked like coming back. Yeah, Sharkies are wearing a hiding and nothing. Two key players out, off a high of knocking off the storm. It was always going to be a very difficult game for them to get up for, and, and they couldn't, and, you know, Ben Barber... Ran he's just a, he's a, I love him. Oh, seriously. I mean, I've had this question with some people and one of my mates is a um, Bulldogs fan and I've often said to him, as much as I rate Josh Dugan, I would have Ben Barber ahead of Josh Dugan who had the choice to swap. Yeah, he's, a, he's an excitement machine as he was. Now, the big question is when they come to the end of the season, whether or not the dogs get there is another matter, but um, would he have the room to be this difference maker at, at, at finals time? I guess we won't know until we see it. No, I, I think so, though, was. I think so. Yeah, you just I just got... wish, and, you know, it wouldn't work probably in the current Origin team, but you'd love to see him at that Origin level, wouldn't you? Yeah, mate. I think Queensland have proven in the past that they're not afraid to pick game changers no matter where they put them on the field. And if potentially, I'm not saying it's going to happen because I've picked Queensland, but if Queensland lost this game one and Brent Tate got found to be a bit old and slow, I'm not saying he is, but if he got found to be that, I could see the Queenslanders picking Bar- uh, Barber on the wing for game two. I wouldn't rule it out at all, Was No, I agree with you totally. Okay, so the final uh, score in that game tonight was 26 points to six, and the Bulldogs pushed their way back into seventh spot, uh, just ahead of the West Tigers. Now, I can give you the table right now, uh, 10 games in. We're pr- almost halfway through the season in terms of games played for each side. Melbourne are out in top with four-point lead over Brisbane. 
Then there's North Queensland, Manly, Cronulla, and South Sydney all on 14 points. The Bulldogs and the Tigers are on 12. That's your top eight. Now, out of the top eight at the moment, you've got the Warriors, the Knights, the Dragons, the Raiders, and the Roosters. Then you've got, uh, yeah, whatever we call the Gold Coast, Penrith, and Parramatta. I, I still put a line through Canberra. I still put a line through the Roosters. Uh, the way Newcastle going, without Kirk Gidley, you can almost rule them out as well. We're potentially down to 10 teams for eight spots. Yeah, at the moment, obviously, we've, we've said that the Dragons are struggling, but yeah, it's it's whether I think the Warriors find a, a rich vein of form and, and who they push out is another matter. And, and this is the thing about the competition, everyone. Like, And I'm not saying this, I'm not, I'm not beating up on Cronulla by any stretch, but this is just the way the competition runs. They were uh, six, and, six and one or something, or six and two at one stage. They were going along beautifully. Uh, they've now lost two of their last three. I know they beat Melbourne last week, but I mean, all of a sudden, they've dropped to fifth. Their differential's only plus 13. Now, they're a couple of games from, from well, I reckon probably five games, and they could be out of the top eight. Yeah, well, you've got to keep winning in this kind of otherwise uh, uh, you don't last long, um, as you can see. But, yeah, the Sharks need to keep winning, and they're going to do it tough out of this origin period with their two key players locked up in that, in that you know, there'll be some fatigue coming out of that origin period. We've seen it with Gallon last year. Yeah, now let's look quick look at the NRL Tweet Player of the Year Awards before we go to the predictions for Origin number one. Billy Slatter still out on top on 43, Paul Gallon 40, JT 32. Now they all play it, didn't play this weekend because of Origin. Sean Johnson got no vote, stays on 30. Now Matty Bowen's moved up to 28 points. He leads Todd Carnegie Inglis with Jared Mullen and Cooper Cronk next. And Benji Marshall has pushed his way into the top 10 on 25 votes. Um, again, we're not, I know we're not that smart, but we ain't that dumb either. <laughs> Let's go to Origin, mate, and we have Wednesday night. Your Maroons up against my Blues. Now, I was in Melbourne over the weekend, as I've mentioned. I was there from Friday from very early in the morning till Sunday about lunchtime. I saw some jerseys for sale in the airport. I saw one billboard on the uh, hot freeway from the airport to the city and no other signs that there is any state of origin in Melbourne. What is the deal? Yeah, I don't know. Well, that was a big story on, on the Channel 9 News here in Queensland tonight about the the lack of, of coverage. Uh, yeah, strange was. Well, you know, they they want a few more games down there, but, uh, yeah, why, where's, where's the promotion? Well, uh, the promotion came today from the Victorian Sports Minister for Sport and Recreation, Hugh Delahunty, when, uh, I'll, I'll quote it, all rugby league supporters here today, it's fantastic as Minister of Sport of Victoria to welcome here to this very special game, the first game of Queensland versus New Zealand. Uh, New Zealand, uh, well, that's a good start. I mean, Queensland versus New South Wales in the state of the origin match. How good's he going? He's on fire. Now, there's a good interesting uh, tweet from uh, J.D. Hawkins, who used to be the uh, Roosters uh, media manager, and she said, like, what's the deal with people that are prepared in his speech? Like, did he do it himself? Surely there's some sort of management of what he's going to say, because that's unbelievable. Like, for his government to pay X amount of dollars for this game... You think Avery, I mean, I know that Victorians like New South Welshman as much as Queenslanders do, but this is just ridiculous. Oh, but, yeah, there had to be, a, like, there'd be a speechwriter for that, for sure. They've just had a, they just don't care. Yeah, and then apparently Paul Callan is the uh, New South Wales Blues captain. I've seen that, Paul Callan. Yeah, I'm surprised in the press release they didn't uh, write Ricky Stewart, S-T-E-W-E-A-R-T, and uh, say that he was, like, I don't know, the father of Glenn and Brett. Yeah, the, the older brother, maybe. Yeah, just unbelievable. Anyway, uh, yeah, they've done well, Victoria. And, I mean, as I said, I, one of the things that I really 
I'm surprised I didn't see. And I remember I walked uh, from South Yarra up to the MCG twice on those two nights. Why there wasn't some sort of advertising about the game or just to pump up the game. Like, I know that that's coming close to a sellout, but just get it in front of the people that are going to the sport matches and, and somewhere. A little something. Even at Amy Park, outside which you have to go past when you go on the MCG, there's nothing. They're just advertising future Storm games. I mean, this is just ridiculous. Like, the New South Wales Rugby League or the Queensland Rugby League, take advantage of the fact that you're going to have 80,000 people both nights walking past your ground. Put something up there. Taking the origin there, isn't it, to grow the game in Victoria? Like, that's the whole <laughs> no, it's the money, 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 and uh, yeah, it's it's just ridiculous. This is a golden opportunities to push the game for the Melbourne Storm, to push the local junior stuff. And I'm sure they did little um, visits out the place and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, I'll give you an indication of, of how I was disappointed down there. I'm down there with my brother and a good mate of ours. Um, now I've got a press pass, everyone. So if I'd wanted to, I guess I could have gone to any of the um, media conferences and stuff that they were, were down there when I was uh, down in Melbourne. But I messaged the New South Wales Rugby League on Twitter and just asked a simple question on Friday uh, morning. I said, are there any open training sessions this weekend for the New South Wales Blues? And what do you think my response was, mate? You didn't get one? I got a response. I, I gave them that. I got a response. Absolutely no open training sessions. Apparently, if I'd wanted to go to a suburb in Melbourne to Harvey Norman for an hour, I could have done, gone to a signing session. But why wouldn't they run an open training session... Maybe they did it during the week, but why would you do it on the Friday or the Saturday when people have actually got time to go see it? Well, that would probably make too much sense. Yeah. Anyway, let's move away from uh, the promotional lack thereof and the lack of hype in Melbourne for Origin Number 1. Let's hope it improves uh, by the time the game is played. And look at our predictions for the game. And we've got a whole raft of categories. Mate, uh, I've got DC Chapman's uh, predictions. You've got the Queen of Rugby League's uh, predictions. Let's go through the categories very quickly before we get to what our predictions are, mate. We've got full-time score, half-time score, man of the match, first try scorer, last try scorer, first penalty conceded, first error made, most tackles and most metres. And our over-under categories, mate? Our over-unders, uh, we've got total penalties over-under six and a half. Uh, Todd Carney over-under one and a half tries, try assists. Billy Saeda with the same option, one and a half tries or tries assists. Uh, Petrov Simonaceva over or under 27 and a half minutes. And uh, Jamie Bura over or under five and a half minutes. Yeah, and so that's what we're going with, everyone. We, we probably have, we could, uh, could have come up with a couple more if we'd really thought about it. Uh, but at this stage, they are our categories. If you want to enter your uh, predictions, go to our Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash podcast, and there will be the preview of the game Tuesday night, and you can put it there as well. Mate, you've got Maria Cialis's preview uh, tips in front of you. Can you run through them? Full-time score. Yeah, full-time score. Maria's gone uh, Queensland to win 20-14. to 14. Half-time score. Half-time. She said Queensland to lead at New South Wales 10-6. Man of the match. She's got uh, Cameron Smith to star in front of his home crowd. First and last try scorer. She's gone uh, big Greg Inglis for first and uh, reserve grader Michael Jennings for last. Now, I actually had a late change on her first error. Uh, it's first error for knock-on, forward pass, or out in the full. She's actually got Michael Ennis written down there in her new email, mate. Michael Ennis? Oh, sorry, no, she's got Robbie Farrah, my bad. I mean, I just thought she was used to writing down number nine. You, just tried. You, just had to, you just had to have a dig at Ennis. You just had to work one in, was. Had to, mate, had to. I actually meant to email you and get you to say it yourself, but I'd forgotten. And it just reminded me then. First penalty considered. Robbie Farrah? <laughs> no, that's the first error. First penalty considered? First penalty considered at uh, the, the big Kiwi. Pam out. No, 
uh, you mean the New South Wales and Australian uh, heart and soul player. Uh, most tackles and most minutes is the same person. Yeah, big PG Paul Gallon. Now, Jamie Bura over five and a half minutes. She's going under. Petro Sivanasiva over under 27 and a half. She's going over. Billy Slater, 1.5 try, try assist. Over. Todd Carney, same deal. Over. Total penalties, 6.5. Under. Ooh, so there you go, Maria Cialis's predictions. Now we've got DCs right in front of me now. Mate, do you uh, want to read me the uh, category and I'll give the uh, response? Yeah, full-time score. New South Wales, 16-12. He's delusional. <laughs> what do you think about half-time? Uh, New South Wales lead. I assume 12 points to 6. He just had 12-6. I'm going with the Blues at that stage. And man of the match? Toddy Carney. First try scorer. Akila Uate. And the last try scorer? <laughs> James Tamau. If he puts five bucks on that, he is buying me lots of things on Thursday night. Uh, Brett, Brettley Stewart. And first penalty. Nate Miles. Most tackles. Well, everyone's favourite man, Cameron Smith. And most metres. Sammy Thiday. And the over and unders, we've got uh, Jamie Bure over under five and a half minutes. He's gone over for Bure. He's given him plenty of time. Petro Simnaceva over under 27 and a half. Under. Under from DC Chapman. Uh, does he think Billy Slater will score over or under? He's, well, he misread the question, actually. Um, he's gone... He said, he, for some reason, people... When they look at the question, it says over under 1.5 tries, try assists. They read it as whether it's over under 1.5 tries and it's way over under 1.5 try assists. So he's gone over, which regardless means that he's gone over on both of them. So same deal for Todd Carney. So overs for Slatter and Carney. Yep, and total penalties for the game over under six. He's gone under six and a half. Now, we didn't get a response from GT or Nick uh, for their predictions. GT is probably just playing his cards close to his chest because he wants to... Uh, make millions of dollars out of his website and Nick probably hasn't read the email mate we have to get you your tips for origin number one Just before we do that I have a new uh, new question it's not an over under will uh, Joseph Lalia who is the uh, 43rd 18th man for the Blues will he have blue tips in that hair on the bench for New South Wales on Monday, uh, Wednesday night I think so was I think he'll go with that Yeah, I reckon it'd be a good look you know it'd really state how much of a classy player he is I think no, that was, a, that was a good one. Okay, now... Uh, I've got, got one for you too. Well, yeah, mate. One I rolled out last week, uh, last year, sorry, for the series. Yep. Off the bench will the big coal train kick. He loves to kick in general play, loves the grubber. Will he kick? No. No. <laughs> okay, you're the same. Uh, now, your tips, mate, for origin number one before everyone's completely bored. Full-time score? Uh, Queensland, 30 to 10. Woo-hoo! And he wasn't confident. Uh, anyway, 18, uh, half-time. 18-6 to uh, the Maroons. Now, I'm just going to ask you the question for the next three at the same time. Man of the match, first try scorer, last try scorer? It'll be the GI show, big Greg Eagles. First error? Uh, I think the Nerves will get to Toddy Carney early. He'll have a good game, but he'll, there'll be an early error in him. First penalty? Uh, Paul Gallon. Most tackles? Ashley Harrison will tackle his heart out. Oh, I definitely considered old Ash Harrison instead of uh, my selection, but uh, ended up going back with him. Most metres? Uh, most metres, uh, I think Gallon will, will work his heart out all night. Now, over-under on Bure? Uh, I don't think he'll even get on the ground, so <laughs> under. That's why the question came out. Uh, Petro, over-under 27.5? Yeah, they'll, they'll use him over 27.5, Big Mel. Okay, now the uh, two try-try-assist categories for Billy Slater? Uh, Billy Slater will be over. And Todd Carney? Uh, under. Well, if New South Wales are scoring 10 points, I think you're pretty safe there. 
And uh, total penalties, over under six and a half from Checken and Cummins. I originally thought under, but I think in game one they'll, uh, they'll try and stamp their authority on the game, and uh, I think it'll actually be over. Yeah, I actually uh, agree with you uh, there, even though I, I probably should wait till you ask me the questions. Now, here are my selections, everybody. Yes, you ready for them, Mark? Oh, let's go. And the drum roll. Full-time score. Queensland, 18 points to 12. Half-time. Queensland, 12-6. Man of the match will be... Cameroon Smith. And the first try scorer? Justin Hodges. I think him up against Jennings. Uh, I think he can get, get decent odds as well. I had a look today. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll get on him. Last try scorer? Oh, Billy M. Slater. He'll ruin New South Wales hearts. He'll kill us in the last five minutes. You know how it's going to be. He's good at that. First error? Uh, JT. JT? I reckon he'll uh, kick out in the full or knock on. Oh, well, there we go. First penalty conceded. Moral, Greg Bird. Oh, Bird. As long as he starts. If he doesn't start, I write... I, I, I uh, have the right to... Yeah, uh, that's all bets refunded if he doesn't start. Absolutely. Uh, next one? Uh, most tackles. Uh, Cameron Smith. Cameron Smith, most metres. I'm taking the easy points here. I'm taking Paul Gallen. Yep. And our unders and overs, Jamie Bura. Bura, under. Petro, over or under 27.5. Under. Billy Slater, over or under 1.5. You know, anything he does all night is beat New South Wales in the last five minutes, so under. Under. And the same option for Todd Carney. Look, if New South Wales scored two tries, he won't go over. So, under? Under. And total penalties, under or over six and a half. He well, goes away. It's interesting. With only 18 points to uh, 12 as my score, I, I, I really should be thinking unders, but I'm going overs. I think Checken will blow his uh, heart out of the, the, the whistle. So, uh, overs for me with that one. There we go. Okay, well, there we go, everyone. We've uh, filled that out nice and slowly probably for your liking. Uh, the podcast ends pretty much here. Uh, we do have our review show Thursday night. Are you available, May Duncan? Uh, depends on the result was. No, I'll, <laughs> I'll be all good. Well, if they're going to win 30 points to 10, mate, I assume you are going to make yourself well and truly available. I'll now, play up, I'll play up big time. Now, there's a couple of things we need to mention about the teams from uh, the weekend. Uh, Paul Gallen, he is confirmed as playing. Uh, he does have a quad strain, or he had a quad strain that has been a concern, so... That's a big loss for New South Wales if that goes early in the match. Uh, that's the game decided as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the other injury concern is half the Queensland team, mate. I'm going to give the uh, the flu. Dave Shillington's been carrying around a pat in the back. He's doing what New South Wales can. He's taking out the Queenslanders. We've got all the man flu was, eh? Not good. And I hear, like, I, it's, I hear whispers, and I, I know he didn't front today for a, a press conference, but um, Cameron Smith's flu is a bit worse than everyone else's. It's... it's He'll play, but he, he is pretty crook with it, apparently. Yeah, he's spending too much quality time with Dave Shillington, I think, old Cameron Smith. Quite possibly. Okay, so that's the real only concerns we have. Uh, look, it's got to Wednesday. They can drug him up for the next two days, and you're not going to need to run Cameron Smith through much anyway leading up to the match. He'll be fine. He'll play, I would imagine, the 80 minutes. Uh, I have news. And what sort of news do you have? Not bad news, is it? You know, I can't take bad news. The day started out so good. Had a good night's sleep. Had a good BM. I don't want to hear any bad news. Now, what type of news is it? Well, to be perfectly frank, it's bad. Now, that's us here for Not The Footy Show for episode 107. We've spoken about round number 11 and the results. We've given you our predictions for game number one. We want your predictions as well. So head over to WD, yeah, wdnicholson.com, as DC would like me to say much slower. Or Facebook page, it's facebook.com slash NRL podcast. Now, again, everybody, we've done the numbers of what's going on with our downloads. There's heaps of you out there. All we're asking, and Maddie would probably be behind it as well, 
if you could just, on Twitter or on Facebook, I don't care where it is, give the show a plug and just say why you listen to it. Even if it's negative, I don't care. Just talk about why, why do you download the show? We just want to know. Give us some sort of idea of what's working for us, what's not working for us. But take two seconds of your life, head on to Twitter, just say, look, this is why we listen to Not The Footy Show. Give us a plug. It's all we're asking for. If you listen to the show every week, it's got to be a reason for it, doesn't there, Matt? There does, Loz. There does. So just give us a yell. Give us something. Some feedback. Throw me a freaking bone here. And the boss needs the info. Not The Footy Show. And uh, I can just tell you now that on our Facebook page, uh, three people so far have entered out the, the predictions. Jack Stevens, Matt Holdsworth, and Corey Bell. So well done, lads. Get over there. Put your team in. And that's us done, mate, Duncan. Well done, Roz. Good luck, mate. Yeah, uh, mate. Oh, are you, where are you going to be watching the game, mate? Uh, just at home, Roz. I'll be in the full maroon gear in front of the TV, very nervous. I, no matter how confident I am, I'm always very nervous. When a man from the right comes in third to a fight, that's a side yeah, game number one. As Ciro said, the Blues have got to win one of the two, one of the two first two games. Otherwise, obviously they cactus us anyway. But you just can't afford. I think I don't think the Blues can win the series if they don't win game one. That's my thought on it. Yeah, oh, that's a huge. You know, we've seen over the years the stats if you win game one. But yeah, so important for New South Wales. They'll only get a few opportunities in the game. If they take their opportunities, they're a hope. But if they miss any opportunity at all, yeah, they're cactus. And as we said last week, everybody, Queensland played well for 20 minutes last uh, series. It was the first 20 minutes of game number three. I can't see them being off their game for the first two matches like they were last year. Right. Oh, so disappointing. Our chance was last year. Anyway, everybody, I've been Warwick Nicholson. This has been... Matthew Duncan. And we will speak to him again with DC in the studio Thursday night for our Origin Review special. Remember, give the show a plug if you enjoy it. Grab uh, it on iTunes and give us a, a rating as well, which would be more than helpful. Uh, you can follow me at Emerald Tweet. You can follow Matt at... Mr. Peninsula. And we will speak to you on Thursday here on Not The Footy Show. Queensland, <laughs> New South Welsh man and woman and person. Get going, Wolf. I'm an architect. Have you designed any buildings in New York? Have you seen the uh, new addition to the Guggenheim? You did that? Yep, yep. It didn't take very long, either. Just go away now. I've had a gut full of you the whole day. Oh, I see. We're here for five minutes.
cockroach. Have you been sleeping over there?